0: Today is the first of our month-long series looking at when love seems impossible. I know there's a place for fairy tales, prince charming, and being swept off your feet, but 24 years into marriage, I prefer practical. I've watched the godly people in my life weather the storms of their relationships, and I want to encourage you, especially if you're struggling. Thanks for joining me. I am so glad you're here. Hey, it's Amber L.B. Swenson, wife, mother, worrier, overthinker, type A, holding on to God and his promises to get me through the day. Thanks for joining me to explore everyday issues from a biblical perspective so we can all know and love God more. We're going to talk about love seems impossible when I'm called to love my enemies. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said this, You have heard it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be called children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and unrighteous. Jesus is saying God walks the walk and talks the talk. He is not asking us to do something he's unwilling to do himself. He's not sitting in heaven and saying, do as I say, not as I do. Jesus is saying, look, God sends sun and rain on people who curse his name, on people who won't even acknowledge that he exists. And if he's willing to do that, then we also should be willing to love those who have made our life a little bit miserable, or maybe a whole lot miserable. And a lot of times that can seem impossible. (laughs) If you think so, in fact, you are in good company. Just today, I was reading in the Psalms, and I came into Psalm 35. So I start my day either in the Psalms or the Proverbs. Uh, Back at the beginning of 2020, I decided that I would go through the Psalms and Proverbs Uh, for my morning devotions. And when I finished, I'd go back and start with Psalm 1. So every day I read, you know, one, two or three Psalms, or one or two Proverbs, depending on how long they are and what I have going on that day. And I have found it to be a really great place to just really uh, examine the heart of God, and also to examine my own heart. So Psalm 35 starts like this, contend, O Lord, Lord, with those who contend with me fight against those who fight against me see i can relate to that in fact the, the note in my study bible says this and it's a, this psalm is an appeal to the heavenly king as divine warrior and judge to come to the defense of his servant And how many times don't we feel that way? Don't you find yourself engaged in this battle of some sort and you just feel like saying, come on, Lord, strike them down, cause some hurt in their life, make them stop. Well, God doesn't always come to us when our honor is at stake. He defends his honor. But he doesn't necessarily defend our honor. And there's good reason for that. Sometimes we need to spend a little bit of time in the depths. Sometimes change occurs and growth occurs in the depths that will not ever occur until we get there. And God knows that. Um, Remember Jonah? God had given Jonah a very clear calling. He was to go to Nineveh. He was to proclaim to the people that destruction was coming unless they turned. And Jonah said no. I don't want to do that. I'm going to go the other way. Until he got into the belly of the fish. And when he was in the depths, he was really willing (laughs) to change his mind and go where God wanted him to go. And a lot of times, I mean, there are different ways that we can end up in the depths. It can be a diagnosis. It can be a financial issue. It can be our, um, spouse suddenly declaring that they want a divorce. There can be all kinds of ways that we can end up in the depths. But one of the ways that God uses um, as a means to get us to the depths for that period of growth is allowing our enemies to sort of rule over us for a time. The book of Judges showed this really, really well. The people kept wandering into idolatry. And they would be in idolatry for a while. And then the Lord would allow somebody to rule over them, their enemies to come and take them over. And eventually, when the pain was bad enough, the Israelites would call out to God in their depths and they would ask for deliverance. And then God would send a judge to deliver them. And so God allows these seasons in the depths, when our enemies are ruling over us for a purpose. And sometimes we need to embrace that season. We need to be eager to listen and eager to learn. Which brings us to quote number one, which is from one of America's founding fathers. This comes from Benjamin Franklin, and he said, Love your enemies, for they tell you your faults. Sometimes they scream your faults. Sometimes they show you your faults. Sometimes they post them on Facebook. Sometimes they just make sure to gossip enough that everybody knows uh, your shortcomings, which again, maybe we need to be in the depths for a while and maybe we need to hear it in a way that we're going to listen. My grandpa used to say, sometimes you have to speak in the language that people can hear which means that, you know, you need to use the words that they understand. For young children, that's one thing. For people who are caught in a sin, it's another thing. Um, But sometimes we will overlook our faults and overlook our faults and justify and excuse our faults until somebody makes them the front page story. And then we can't ignore them anymore. And we have to face them. And so, you know, as iron sharpens iron... (laughs) We're told, um, you know, we can use that time of our enemies telling and proclaiming our faults. We can we can use that time to take a hard look at our lives. That's something that David does in the Psalms. He says, "Search me, God, search me, and and see what is hidden in me." And um, it's a humiliating thing to go through. But there's nothing quite like it in terms of stripping all the pride off of you, in terms of being at the point like Jonah in the belly of the fish of saying, you know what, Lord, I'm ready to listen. And maybe I have been going the wrong way, or maybe I have been going about things the wrong way, and I'm ready for you to tell me there's a better way. So I'm listening, and I'm here, and help me out. And so sometimes God uses our enemies to do that. So that's not all a bad thing. I mean, if we're learning and if we're growing and if we're becoming, um, you know, closer to the Lord and a, a more sanctified Christian, then that's a good thing. And now I'd like to share something with you before we get to the next two Quotes. You've been listening to my podcast on When Love Seems Impossible. Maybe you didn't know that I wrote a novel on this very subject called The Bread of Angels. One reviewer on Amazon said this, The Bread of Angels follows the struggles and perseverance of a pastor and his wife. Real-life themes of temptations, loss, love, and forgiveness abound. This story is a great reminder to readers that we all struggle with something different, and it's difficult when our plan is different from God's plan. Great read. You might want to check this out if you've wondered if your marriage can make it or if your spouse or you have struggled with substance abuse or if you're a little jaded because life hasn't turned out the way you hoped. To get a copy of The Bread of Angels, check out our episode notes where you'll find a link or go to amberlbswenson.com. Quote number two is from a very unlikely source, from Norm MacDonald, who used to be a comedian on Saturday Night Live. He said, instead of loving your enemies, have no enemies to love. And this sort of echoes the thought from Martin Luther King Jr., who said, love is the only thing that can turn an enemy into a friend. Now, I just want to point out there are times that you need to draw the line in the sand. There are times that we have to declare war. There are issues and there are situations that are worth standing up for and going to war over. I think of Martin Luther, the reformer now, not Martin Luther King Jr., but the reformer Martin Luther, you know, when told that he had to take back all his works and, um, he thought about it. And he said, you know, I can't recant. I'm bound by conscience to stand by these works. They're meaningful. And and according to the Bible, they're true. So I, I can't recant. He put his, you know, flag down, he put his line in the sand, and he said, I'm declaring war. Basically, he was declaring war against the Catholic Church. So there are times that you have to draw the battle line. But you know what? There's a whole lot of times, and in fact, many, many, many more times that you really need to overlook, that you need to make sure you're not going to war over things that are petty or over things that have no eternal value. In fact, two things have really helped me with this. And one of them is asking myself, does this have eternal value? Am I going to war over something that could hurt somebody else's faith? could hurt my own faith or does it really have the eternal value that's worth standing up for if this is just a matter of you know my pride or if this is an inconvenience eh, probably not worth going to war over but if there's something you know there's something that that could potentially have an eternal impact on myself or my children or my spouse or the community then yes it is absolutely worth going to war over. Another thing that has helped me in this respect is to learn to be grateful. So we can be, we can go to war over all kinds of things. You know, We can keep score of in our families over who does how many chores and we can go to war and we can, you know, just always be on the rampage or we can choose to be grateful. And that's been uh, fundamentally changing for my life when i have learned that every complaint or most complaints anyway you can turn into gratitude and it can change you completely so for instance i could choose to complain about the fact that i spend you know several hours in the kitchen every day making food for my family i could choose to complain about the dirty dishes i could choose to complain about running the dishwasher every day and sometimes twice a day or I could choose to be grateful that I have a large family, that the family is healthy and growing and everybody can eat. I can choose to be grateful that I have food that I can make for my family, that I have food in the cupboard, that I have a stove and appliances that help me to prepare this food for the family. Um, There are a million ways that you can complain But most of those can also be turned into reasons to be grateful. And when you do that, um, everything changes. You quit turning the people around you into your enemies and you start to appreciate them, which is huge. This is, again, just turning your enemies into your friends, choosing to love your enemies, choosing to say, you know, this isn't worth going to war over. And that can make a profound difference, an impact on your life. Quote number three is from a woman who is on Pinterest, and she has a site that says that is called Sarah Ann Speaks, and she said, "When you learn to sit at the table with your Judas, you'll understand the love of Christ." There's a tattoo idea that's going around that said, J- "Judas ate too." And the idea is that on the night that Judas betrayed Jesus, Jesus fed him too. Judas ate there too with all the disciples. He was eating at the table with Jesus just before he left to betray him. Not only did Judas eat at the table, Jesus washed Judas' feet. So that's the kind of love that Christ emulates, that Christ was. And that's the kind of Christ love that Christ is asking us to have. Remember The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom? In it, she talked about um, the SS officer who came to see her speech after the war. She had gone around Germany and she was talking about, you know, the atrocities of war and and how God had worked despite the war. And an SS officer came up to her afterwards, and he was an SS officer that she recognized from the very concentration camp where her sister died, her beloved sister, Betsy. And this officer came up to her and extended her hand, his hand to her and said, Isn't it great that Jesus died for all of our sins? So no admission of guilt no apology just sort of yeah jesus died for me too and in that moment corrie ten boom realized she could not forgive the man on her own strength so she said a quick prayer asking jesus to come and help her to forgive even this man and the next moment she found herself shaking the man's hand i don't know about you But I haven't had to spend time in a concentration camp. I haven't watched my beloved sister die at the hands of other people. If Corey is able to forgive that with the help of the Holy Spirit and Jesus, I'm not sure there's a whole lot that I shouldn't be able to forgive. Have you heard the song Forgiveness by Matthew West? It's this incredible story, um, song that tells the story of this woman in Florida. She had four children and she had twin daughters. And one of them was on the way home from the beach one night with another friend. And a drunk driver hit the car and killed this woman's daughter and friend. And she ended up having a mission to go around the country and talk about the dangers of driving impaired and, and really trying to help people to make better choices, to not get behind the wheels and wheel and not, you know, cause people um, to be maimed or, or killed. And, and as she was doing this, she realized something was missing. And the something that was missing is that she was never able to forgive the man who did this to her family. And so she sought him out in this Florida prison. She sought out this man who had been 24 at the time that this happened. Um, She sought him out and she told him that she forgave him. This was absolutely life-changing for him. So much so that he came to know Christ and come to faith. And afterwards this mother actually went to the court on his behalf and had his sentence reduced by half in order that he could get out and start over and have a new life. It's such a touching story that as I watch it, I'm again brought to the same, same place that I am with Corey Ten Boom in saying, this woman with God's help, was able to forgive so much. Yeah, I have been hurt. I've been hurt deeply in my life. But if they're able to forgive that, shouldn't I also be able to forgive the people who have hurt me? And go beyond forgiving them to actually loving them. And being a conduit of, God's love in their life so that even they might be saved that to me seems to be worth getting over things for, for the sake of another soul in eternity in heaven that seems to be a worthy ambition that's that storing up treasures in heaven that Jesus talked about, don't don't worry about storing up treasures here. You know, these things are going to be gone. They're going to deteriorate or someone could come and steal them. But man, you store up a treasure in heaven, another soul that you can spend eternity with. That's that's something worth pursuing. So I know a lot of situations can seem impossible and it can be, it can seem that it is absolutely impossible love our enemies and those who have crossed us and those who continue to make our life miserable maybe we just need to look at it differently maybe we need to look and see if there's any way that they could sharpen us that we could learn from our enemies is there any way that we could love our enemies so that they become our friend and is there any way that we could be like jesus and affect our enemies' life with such profound love that even they turn and come to know Christ. This has been Little Things, because in God's kingdom, the little things are the big things. I hope you were encouraged by today's episode on loving your enemies. Next week is Valentine's Day, and we're going to be talking about loving our spouse, even when it doesn't come easy. And I know it's supposed to be this super epic romantic day, but let's face it, marriage is a whole lot more than one day. So I hope you'll join me next week for little things. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast so that it can become visible to other people. And if you know of somebody who really needs to hear this message, please point to me in this direction always know and, and understand that we appreciate your prayers so much